Hey there, and welcome to The Rot Report, where we talk about news, events, people, places, and chaos all over the world. So, thank you for tuning in, and I hope you will enjoy. So today, I'm going to be talking about something that you've never heard of before since probably a couple of minutes ago, and that's what's going on in the Middle East. A lot of chaos is going on in a chaos stand, and it seems like the U.S. is more and more involved in it every day. Um, and uh, just recently, they uh, there was a U.S. a U.S. drone strike that took down a uh, militia leader in Iraq. And uh, Iraq is pretty upset, and by the sounds of it, they're not just going to sit uh, sit back and just have all this happen. No, they're pretty serious about what's going on, and uh, the U.S. is definitely trying to just find a way to get into the Middle East. And uh, so don't be surprised if we get attacked. Don't don't be surprised at anything at all in, in that in that matter. Um, so they, what they're really doing is. Poking a stick into a wasp nest is really what they're doing, and uh, it's gonna get—I think it's gonna get nasty by by the looks of it. The article I have with me today is from antiwar.com. I highly recommend that website. Go ahead, check it out in the link below. Iraq's prime minister moves to expel U.S. troops after drone strike. The title says. Iraqi Prime Minister Mohammad Shia al-Sudani said on Friday that his government is beginning the process that would lead to the explosion of foreign forces, which includes about 2,500 U.S. troops. He says, quote, We are setting the date for the start of the literal committee to put arrangements to end the presence of the international coalition forces in Iraq permanently, al-Sudani said, according to a statement released by uh, his own office. The statement came a day after a U.S. drone strike in Baghdad killed a deputy commander in the Popular Mobilization Forces, PMF. Also, now there's beginning to be, um, which very well could be the beginning of a disaster, the beginning of possibly World War III, who knows, in southern Lebanon. Um which could, if there's a war that starts in southern Lebanon, uh, if there's any bombing in Beirut, which will most likely very well happen, it could very well draw the U.S. into it. Again, from antiwar.com. Israel kills senior Hezbollah commander in airstrike in southern Lebanon, is the title. In a move which analysts and unnamed officials predict will lead to further escalation in southern Lebanon, Israel carried out an airstrike on January 8th against the town of Kerbet Salem. Assassination of Wassem Hassan Tawil, a senior Hezbollah commander. Tawil, also known as El El Hajawad, was killed when his vehicle was hit by an Israeli drone attack. Hezbollah confirmed the death, calling him the highest-ranking figure to be killed since the new, quote, war in the South began. Hezbollah issued a statement mourning Tawil's loss, but at the same time downplayed the military significance of it, saying, quote, The resistance is not a, a list of individuals that can be killed one by one. Tawil was a commander of Hezbollah's 
Radwan Special Forces and acted as an advisor on military strategy in the south. However, while the Hezbollah expects to continue its fight against Israeli, relatively unaffected, his loss will be will be felt as a serious blow. The drone strike comes just after a flurry of Hezbollah rocket fire badly damaged Israel's Mount Moran strategic air base, a source of air control for northern Israel. Israeli officials may have launched the January 8th attack to show their ongoing ability to operate despite the Mount Moran attack, although damage there was said to be, quote, extensive. Israeli media said another Hezbollah fighter was killed alongside Tawil, although Lebanese state media reported he was traveling alone and that no other casualties were reported in the strike. A security source was reported as predicting, quote, things will flare up now. So we can definitely see that, um, obviously, Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, is beginning to focus his attention in southern Lebanon. Well, going up north. It's a little confusing. Going up north and a battle that's starting in the south. Yeah. South of Lebanon, north of Israel. Yeah, it gets confusing. Although, um, Benjamin Netanyahu may be uh, planning a further war with Lebanon, maybe focusing his attention up north, but don't think that things in Gaza have ended. In fact, Benjamin Netanyahu has, himself, for his New Year resolution, said that the war in Gaza will continue for many more months. In fact, uh, again, antiwar.com, Israeli military chief says fighting in Gaza will continue all year, the title says. The head of the Israeli Defense Force, IDF, said on Sunday that he expects Israel to continue its brutal assault on the Gaza Strip all year. The 2024 year will the year 2024 will be challenging. We will be at war in Gaza, said IDF Chief of Staff Rosi Halivi. During a visit to the West Bank, he said, quote, I don't know if it will be all year long. We will be fighting in Gaza all year, that's for sure. And this will also hold the other arena, certainly in the West Bank, to a certain state of alternness. Alivi also warned of the possibility of, quote, another war in Lebanon, as cross-border strikes between Hezbollah and the IDF have increased since Israel launched a drone strike in Beirut that killed a senior Hamas official last week. On Saturday, IDF spokesman Daniel Hagari said, moving forward, Israel would be focusing its operations in Gaza on the central and southern portion of the Strip, where most of the 2.3 million Palestinians who live in the enclave are located after many fleed Israel's bombardment in the north. Agari singled Israeli operations in the north might win down, claiming that Israel has dismounted the military, quote, the military framework of Hamas in the area. He said, there continues to be fighting, but that Hamas had been left, quote, without a framework and without commanders. And I want to make a little comment, and that is, this is no longer, from what we can see what's going on in Gaza and what's continuing to happen in uh, Lebanon, this is no longer, and it never was, a war against Hamas. There is no Hamas. Um, sure, there was. they shot those Hamas leaders, um, sure, there's these tunnels that just so happen to be under hospitals, 
uh, apartment buildings, schools, and so that gives Israel every right to blow up those buildings regardless of who's in them. Um, but where is Hamas, and are they a threat anymore? And uh, are they attacking? The answer, no. Uh, in fact, it wasn't too long ago. A couple of months ago, um, masses of Hamas uh, fighters and generals, commanders, surrendered to the IDF. And that wasn't too long ago. And uh, many of them have been kidnapped. And they're not telling you that, how the IDF has gained much success over Hamas. This is no longer a war against Hamas. It's a war against Palestine and the Lebanese. We are told where Hamas is, but we are not told what they're doing and uh, what they're up to. He says, quote, Now we are focusing on dismantling Hamas in the central and southern Gaza Strip. We will do this differently. If Benjamin Netanyahu is not trying to start World War III, he sure has a funny way of showing it. Almost everyone outside of the U.S. is enraged at us. Not only is Biden planning anti-America hatred in the hearts of millions of people all over the world, but... He has also deliberately opened the floodgates of illegal immigration across our southern border. I'll say it bluntly, Biden has unleashed an invasion upon the United States. President Biden has facilitated the invasion of almost 4 million illegal aliens into America since he took office. Many of them military-age males. Most of them hate the United States for what it is doing in Palestine. Israel will not be the only one to suffer for the collateral damage of its genocide murders in Palestine. So will the U.S. The Biden baby war in Palestine could come home to the United States swiftly and savagely. These Israeli first prophecy preachers who believe that they are being a, quote, blessing to Israel by cheering for all of Israel's wars, murders, ethnic cleansings, genocides, and holocausts, might be the very ones who are helping Israel to destroy itself, as well as helping to inflict serious injury upon the people of the United States in the process. And the sooner Christians run from these Israeli first preachers who support Benjamin Netanyahu's genocidal wars, the safer all of us will be. I'm quoting from Dr. Chuck Baldwin's column, syndicated column that he publishes every Thursday. If you want to know more about this column and subscribe to it and read more of them, check the link out below. And no, I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm anti-war anti-genocide, anti-ethnic cleansing, anti-Holocaust, wherever it exists, whether it's in South America, here in the United States, Canada, Russia, Europe, China, India, Africa, and the Middle East, wherever it is, I'm against it. I hate war. And in this day and age, there's no such thing as a just war. And I can't remember seeing one. But that's definitely a discussion and a video for another time. Now, I use the word genocide. Yes, it is genocide. Yes, it is ethnic cleansing. You can't deny it anymore. Benjamin Netanyahu himself has come out and admitted 
Did he say it in words? No. He's showing it through his actions. And uh, we can't deny it anymore. We can't just brush it under the rug. We can't hide it. We need to come out and call them out for their wrongdoing. And we need to quit wrongfully using the Bible to support their crimes, their genocide, the ethnic cleansing. I'll even go as far as to say Holocaust. Now, for all you Christians out there that believe that uh, this it's the Israel of God, that it's the Israel of the Bible, and don't like what I'm saying, allow me to say this. Quit defending them. Quit trying to brush your crimes under the rug. In fact, you should be coming out and admitting it and believing it. Because in the end, if you really believe that it's the Israel of the Bible and the Israel of God, they should be they should be committing atrocity like this. Plunder, genocide, ethnic cleansing. They should be in your minds. If they really are the Israel of God, uh, the Israel of the Bible, and fulfilling biblical uh, promises, which this is a discussion for another time. It, again, if they really are, then don't deny it. You should, be, you should hope that Israel does this. And, uh, and, and you are. And you're, you're supporting bloodshed. Um, and is that a New Testament, New Covenant idea, New Covenant belief? No. Nowhere in the New Testament does Jesus say anything in support of uh, the promises or uh, it, the support for Israel and, uh, again, fulfilling biblical promises and, you know, that they have the right to go out and uh, use genocide and ethnic cleansing towards their enemies. No, he didn't say anything. In fact, what did he tell him to do? Remember the parable about the Good Samaritan. And uh, you must remember is that Israel was enemies with Samaria at that time. In fact, they were even at, not necessarily war, but they had a lot of conflicts. And there was a lot of trouble. And a lot of these little wars that were going on. And most of the people in Israel hated them. And that's why they hated, hated Jesus all the more when he told them how they needed to love their neighbor as themselves. And that is not what Israel is doing. In fact, nothing what Israel is doing is in support of what Jesus said. So, what does that make it? It makes it Antichrist. Uh, okay, I should end it there. Don't have anything else further to say. But, um, again, I'm anti-war. And I haven't seen a just war and in this day and age, there really isn't anything, anything uh, as a, as a just war, isn't? But um, if you continue listening and uh, stay tuned with this podcast, we're going to be doing a series on understanding America. And we call it Natural Law and Early America, and we're going to understand and look into the history, but not just necessarily the history, the dates, the dead men, but the men that created. The amazing and beautiful documents such as the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the importance of them, and the importance of those documents and uh, the impact they have on us today, and understanding the importance. And uh, I highly recommend that you stay in tune and uh, watch that, and it's going to be fun. I hope I can do my best. And uh, we'll also be doing a series on law. I'm going to call it, What is Justice and Where Is It? What is justice? What isn't? What's law? What isn't? And we're going to teach that right and wrong are not matters of opinion. Also, we're going to be doing a, a series on World War II. 
a series of podcasts understanding World War II, the rest of the story is what we're going to call it. Yes, there's another side to World War II that you've never heard of before, and it's time to hear the other side. In fact, as you go and live your life in this country, and if you expect to see a change and a revival, it starts up here. And because that's where it started, that's where the downfall started, was what uh, was in our schools and what we were teaching. It started with the downfall in our education. So if we expect to see a revival, it's definitely going to start with um, going re redoing that, to reset that, to revive that, by going back and resetting your head and relearning and restudying. So I highly recommend that um, when, when you learn different things, understand other things, make sure you get both sides of the story. Even if you disagree, totally disagree, don't want to hear the other side, as long as you can still hear it and understand where they're coming from, that's important and that's all that matters. As long as you don't try to shut them up, censor them, make them to where they can't speak, as long as you can hear their side and understand, that's all that's important. Also, we're going to be doing a Q and A, and uh, from with your questions. If you have a question, please contact me at justiceleader07 at gmail.com. That's justiceleader07 at gmail.com. If you have a question about politics, news, history, whatever, give me a question and uh, we'll do a QA on it and uh, a QA podcast. And I'll try to do my best to answer your question. And if I can't, uh, I may know someone who can answer that question. I may say, hey, I, I, I know so-and-so, or I know this website, or, or this, this news platform, or you know, whatever. And I'll, and I'll share a link to you. And, uh, and if there's anyone out there listening who knows the answer that that other person has, go ahead, contact me, give, give me the answer. And uh, oh, that should be fun. And I kind of look forward to the Q&As. If you have any questions, contact me and give me a shout. Also, stay tuned for the rat report as we continue to report on different events, places, and of course, chaos around the world. So, thank you for listening. And uh, don't forget to uh, like, subscribe, and that little bell thingy so then you can get notifications on more videos like this. So, Hope I can continue with this podcast. Um, I don't expect it to last forever, but I kind of want to see how far it's going to get and see where it goes. So, and uh, that's that's going to be determined on on you on whether or not you're going to continue listening to this, support it, you know. So that wraps it up for today. Thank you for tuning in. Have a good day.